Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host, the Bay Area Blazer, Rope Zapanta. Look good, feel good, pod good, let's get it. Let's get it. We are going to pod good today. Unfortunately, we're coming off a loss, but before we get into that, Ro, I gotta know, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Oh, dude, it was a good Thanksgiving, brother. Thanks for asking. You know, spent time with, you know, my dad's side, with my mom's side. We, I, we had to eat twice, bro. Like, it was a lot of food. What about you, man? How's yours? No, I can't eat. I can't even imagine how full you were. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was good, man. We spent a lot of time with more more of just the immediate family, my wife and kids, and uh, her uh, her mom and, and stepdad, and it was cool, man. Nice, um, brother. We ate quite a bit. Uh, I am now. I, I have officially transitioned into, um, I guess, adulthood when it comes to holidays because. Uh-oh. I am now in charge of the main event, man. I gotta make the turkey every year now. You're the turkey maker. <laughs> I'm, I'm the I'm the turkey man. Oh dang, dude! What do you do? Do you do you do like the the canned beer inside no, the turkey? No, no, no. no. Okay, okay. Here's the trick. What you gotta do? You gotta brine the turkey uh-huh. the evening. You start the brine the evening before. Then you wake up in the morning. You rinse it all off, and the trick is to make some herbed butter. And this Ooh. might sound kind of gross, but you you shove that stuff under the skin of the turkey. Oh, that as makes sense. Well, as well as all over the top. Man, I'm telling you what, it gives you the juiciest, most flavorful turkey you've ever had every single time. Did you come up with that trick? Who taught you that? It was my mama. What's up? <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Shout moms. Out mama. Shout out to moms everywhere, man. She, my mom be teaching me stuff lately, too. So, shout out. Shout out to moms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, I, I'm the Shout I'm out the to my mom, guy, man. She, uh, she listens to this podcast, by the way. Oh, right on. Dude, the last, the, last, the last Mother's Day, she was upset. She's like, hey, you shouted out all the wives, but you didn't shout out your own mom? I was like, dang. <laughs> all right. So, I'm, I'm shouting her out right now. That sounds like your mom. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Miss Zapanta. All right, man. Let's get into it. Let's start off. Yeah. Let's start off on a high note, man. Uh, Blazers take on the Nuggets and they win one nineteen to one hundred. Now, granted, this is a game where they don't have Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Jokic was out, and this guy who we talked about in depth last time we talked about the Nuggets, Bones oh, yeah. Highland, is out. Do you remember his his first name? Yes, <laughs> I, don't I remember do. his first name. Dude, I don't remember his first name. All I remember is Bones, <laughs> and he was doing work against us, so thank God he was out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, you know, Dame, Dame dropped in a cool 25 points, 5 assists. CJ came in with 32. Um, you know, CJ actually had a pretty good game that night. Um, Powell 15, Nurk with six points, seven rebounds. You know he um, he never really got it going. No, that game. Not this game. Um, it's it, he's one of those like I don't know. He's it's just a weird situation with Nurk where you get him going like you know 15, 20 points one game, and then the next game he just drops six points and seven boards. Not that that's 
terrible, but you need a little more from your starting center, I think. Uh, you know, another guy, Larry Nance Jr., two points. Two points, seven boards, and two steals, but two points. Like, I, I feel like if the Blazers are going to be successful, Larry's got to give us a little more than two points. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think Larry is surprisingly, to a lot of us, really important to this squad. I think he's going to be the main dude off of the bench that we need like consistent production from. Like people outside of Anthony Simons, of course. I think Larry Nance is that other dude, that seventh guy that we need like solid production. He had kind of a slow night this night against the Nuggets, but I think his impact is definitely beyond the stat sheet. So it's hard to judge him just based off of his numbers. That's true. He's definitely one of those guys that does all the little things to win that don't necessarily show up on the box squad. I got to say, this it's the same. I feel the same way with Nasir Little. Um, he ended up with 13 and 5. Um, but I feel like, you know, the deflections, the the tips, the, the, you know, just getting in the right place at the right time. Him and Larry Nance, man, it's so invaluable to this team. Yeah. I mean, those two basically are going to play tough defense that's going to cause a turnover where we could co- like go out and score in transition like if we could play good defense our team does well in transition so we could get out there and run and it starts with the defense of Larry Nance and Nasir Little absolutely um you know we had uh Ant Simons drop in uh 14 points five boards two assists he had, he had a decent game you know like that's that's the kind of stat line you expect to see from someone, you know, like your six man, you know, the, the guy coming off the bench to keep the, the offense running. And I, you know, I, I don't think you could have asked much more from Simons in that game. Um, it's interesting that this is where we get a little interesting here is because without Joker, without Michael Porter Jr. and Bones Highland, um, I was curious who was going to step up for the Nuggets. And I got to say, Jeff Green stepped up in a big way. You look good. A 24-point kind of way. <laughs> the, it, You know, I call them the Green brothers. I don't know if they're even related, but Jermichael Green ended up with nine points and five boards. But the best part about that game and those two players was when they took each other out under the rim. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely a Shaq in the full moment, brother. They, they, looked, I, like, they looked like us playing together. That's what they look like. (laughs) Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Only they can score. True. (laughs) And move around. Yeah, for real. And jump. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is that they're athletes and we're not. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going with this. Got it. Got it. (laughs) But, you know, I I honestly thought Aaron Gordon would be the guy for the Nuggets that night. Uh, But he only ended up with 11 points. Will Barton came in. Uh, almost a triple double with 11, 8, and 7. And Monty Morris came in with 16 points. Now, we were talking about this game, uh, you know, while they were playing. And one of the things that came up was, you know, what do you pull from this game? What what can you actually gather from, from the win? And really what it came down to is, the Blazers beat a team they should have beaten. Yeah. Am I wrong here? No, you're you're absolutely right. You're I, I know right. I know you were gonna say I was right because that's what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is a good sign. It's a good sign for 
you know, a team that's finding their footing is to definitely handle a team that you're supposed to handle. And they handled pretty much the whole game. I don't think there was a lot of moments where I was necessarily scared. Like, I don't think we're going to come out with a win here. Um, Mm -hmm. There were a few moments where the Nuggets made it interesting, where they made it a lot closer than it should have been. But in the end, I mean, we won by 19 points. So we handled it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it it seemed like... The Nuggets would get close, but then the Blazers would pull it away. And that, and that was kind of the entire game. It was just like the Nuggets were jockeying to try and get it close. Right. And the Blazers just kept putting their foot, you know, harder on the gas. And, you know, it worked out for them. And, and they ended up getting that 19-point win. And, you know, I got to say one thing I pulled from that game is that the Blazers were actually executing well. It looked like they had a plan going in and they executed i didn't really see anybody you know doing some things that you know were head scratchers which we've seen throughout the course of this season so far now unless you have anything else to talk about with that game i want to move on to the next game blazers take on the kings and they lose 121 to 125 now we said against the nuggets game that they beat a team that they should have beaten. Now, that was not the case against this Kings team. I will say the Kings did look pretty good. But what happened here, Ro? Walk me through this. Uh, You know, I think the Kings actually, they match up pretty well against us. I mean, we played us earlier this season. And they have, you know, a few guards that give our guards some problems. I mean, they play some great defense. I think that's actually... They play great defense against us. Let me let me just say that. They they have very active players. I mean, if you're talking about the Sacramento Kings here, I mean, Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, um, also like Mo Harkless, those three actually play decent defense against our starting three. Mm-hmm. So I think that gives us trouble. Another thing that gives us trouble is that they're very active, like on the like at the center position. They have athletic centers, and I think someone like Nurkic can have trouble. Like stopping that on defense, but Nurk actually had himself a game because they're also light in the middle. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Nurk dropped in twenty-eight points, seventeen boards, and five assists. I mean, that's that was probably his best game of the season so far, and really may have been his best game since he came back from his injury. Yeah, this is a monster like literal monster stat line for nurk you mean a beast beast bosnian beast (laughs) (laughs) this is a bosnian beast kind of stat line for sure man and there were times where he looked like he was the best player on the court which was encouraging to see i mean again though that's that's kind of the the trouble with nurk is you get him coming out and dropping six points one game and then the next game he explodes he becomes the bosnian beast you know you've you've mentioned the the moniker jekyll and hyde um multiple times this season and that's kind of what you get from nurk you get a jekyll and hyde player in nurk and you know it's great when you when he puts it together and gives you these 28 and 17 games um well game but you know like he's, (laughs) he's had he's had you know, quote unquote monster games before, and it was—it's just an encouraging sign to see. Unfortunately, they lose by four points, but you can't help but think if Dame. So, so let me back up. Actually, Dame didn't quite have 
his best shooting night from beyond the arc that that night. Um, he ended up with 32 points, six rebounds, and 10 assists. Great stat line, but he was three for 12 from beyond the arc. You can't help but think if he hits two more threes, and they were good looks too, man. Like he had some good looks. If he just hits two more, we win that game. If we, if we're talking about like Dame having a bad shooting night, like it seems like it happens more often than not. His scoring, this season. his scoring at a great rate, but sometimes his three pointers just don't really fall for whatever reason. Okay, people could make up or can come up with reasons like it's the abdominal thing, it's mm-hmm. the system thing. Right. The thing that I don't believe is that it's the system thing. And the reason Absolutely. being is because the looks that he gets at the arc are always good looks. I don't see him forcing a lot of shots, so I, you just have to think that eventually these shots are going to start to fall in. Absolutely. And speaking of forcing shots, oh we got boy. CJ. We got CJ coming in with 13 points, oh, five CJ. rebounds, and six assists. But you know, when you talk about forcing shots, we're still seeing that from CJ. CJ, at times, it seems like. He's trying to do too much. like, and, and when I say too much, I don't mean like too much on both ends of the floor. I just mean he, he's just trying to put everything on his shoulders and score. It seems like Chauncey is okay with that, though. I think literally he might be the only person on the floor where Chauncey has told him, like, hey, every once in a while, just go get yourself a bucket. Because when he does his like dribble, dribble, dribble pull up, it's not within an offense. Like, it's not drawn up like like that way. You know what no, I mean? No, it's 100% ISO ball. And, yeah. and that was one of the things that I had thought that we were going to get away from. And for the most part, we have. We have. Yeah, we have. But it seems like CJ is the one player on the team that is still holding on to that offense. Right. And it drives me crazy sometimes. I'm sure it drives a lot of other fans crazy sometimes. But... Then again, there are times where, you know, the rest of the team, and a lot of times that comes when he's playing with the second unit. Yeah. A lot of times it's kind of, it kind of seems necessary, but at the same time, if he were to just pass the ball, if, if we could just <laughs> got the ball to move around a little bit more, yeah. maybe he would be open for a, a free bucket, basically, right? Um, you know, that, that I, I guess that's just my main gripe with CJ is that, he just forces it too much, and I, maybe, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I just feel like if, if in those situations, if CJ just gave up the rock a couple of times, we might be in these games. You know, we might be a little closer. We might, we might have a better CJ might have a better shooting percentage. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a depth deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Right. I, I think another thing is it one more thing about this game. I think we might have won if Roko doesn't get ejected. I mean, that's a fair point. He got ejected for throwing his mouthpiece in the second quarter. Um, but at the same time, the Blazers, it, it was still a close game when De'Aaron Fox got ejected in the fourth. That's with, true. With six, six minutes left. And, I mean, And we didn't capitalize. We didn't. And that would have been the time to capitalize. That's a good point. You know, again, it, it, I, I honestly think it comes down to if Dame is still shooting like Dame, we win that game 10 out of 10 times. Agreed. I agree. Uh, but but diving back into the box score here, we, we spoke about Dame, CJ, and, and Nurk. Norm ends up with 22 points. Little came up big for us with 16 points. This man shot 7 for 10 from the field, 2 for 3 on 3-pointers. This guy looked so good. And I feel like we've been saying that a lot this season. Um, he's going to have a couple of games here and there where he doesn't really show up. Yeah. I blame that on his youth. Me too. The fact the fact that he's not really vetted yet. But give me your thoughts on, on Little. Well, I think the times that Nasir Little isn't performing well, it's usually away from home. And mm-hmm. this was the first away game where I literally stood up and I'm like, hey, like, Little is, like, jumping off the board right now. Like, he's literally, like, jumping out of the stat sheets right now. And which is good for him because you'd like to see that sort of development from young players. But I think he still has that young mentality where he gets a little in his head and he can't perform unless it's at home and he's got the crowd behind him. He's, he's totally like an energy guy. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. So yes. he feeds off of the juice in the building. But this mm-hmm. was one of those games where it's like, hey, we're away right now, but you've got 16 points on the board, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I got to say, it bears to mention that we were without Anthony Simons this game. Right. Do you think if we had Anthony Simons this game is, I mean, it's a no contest? I don't know about no contest. And the reason is because we lost to the Kings earlier this season. And I know that's earlier this season. Like, we are, mm-hmm. we're better with our system, like offensive system, our defensive mm-hmm. discipline. But A little more cohesive. More cohesive. Mm-hmm. But the Kings just, for some reason, dude, they give us fits. I don't know what it is. The matchup is really weird. It's true. It's true. And, you know, before De'Aaron Fox got ejected in the fourth... He had 21 points and six assists. I mean, he was having a good game. Yeah, he was hooping. Buddy Heald was coming in hot with 22 points. You know, and, and Harrison Barnes added a 13 points. And, you know, they, they just looked good, man. They they really did. And I think it goes back to what you had said when we started talking about this game, that the Kings just match up well against the Blazers. Yeah, and also they were per- trying to perform for their new coach, right? I did just recently fired Luke Walton. And Alvin Gentry steps in. And usually when you have a coaching switch like that, you get almost like a weird surge from your team. Like, all mm-hmm. right, like this guy's out. Like now I'm going to work really hard for this next dude. And I mean, they, they had themselves a game. They really did. And again, the Blazers lose that game 121 to 125. Now let's move into the next game. Oh boy. Blazers take on the Warriors and lose 103 to 118. Now, 
this was a tough game to watch. I will say that. You know, first quarter looked decent. You know, it was it, it was a, good. it was a tight game. It yeah. was a tight game. But then the Warriors come out. First of all, the Warriors shoot 54% from the field. Curry comes out, ends the game with 32 points, 7 boards, 8 assists, and was really having his way with the Blazers all night. Draymond comes out, has a double-double. Nothing crazy flashy, but we all know by now that Draymond is one of those guys like a Larry Nance. Um, Well, I don't want to compare him to Larry Nance, but he does the dirty work. He does all the things necessary to win. He ends up with 12 points, 8 boards, 12 assists, and 3 blocks. Yeah. Dude's monster. I mean, you can't help but think if the Blazers had someone like this, we might be singing a different tune at this point. But I mean, you know, Wiggins, Dave, Dave Wiggins Lillard, had a big game. Dave too. Lillard thinks that too. He wants him on the squad <laughs> too. So, yeah, hey, it's true. Uh, Wiggins came out with twenty-five points, five rebounds. Jordan Poole, it's Jordan Poole, right? Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Poole comes out with fourteen points, five assists, and there are times this season where Jordan Poole looks like he could be the next man up for the Warriors. Like He really once, does. Once Curry is ready to hang up the cleats, so to speak, Jordan, I mean, the Warriors look pretty good with Jordan Poole. Um, I will say, when, when, the, when the game started, the whole first quarter, it looked like Yusuf Nurkic was going to have his way with Kevon Looney. It looked like yeah. he was going to dominate him. I want to say he had the first, like, what, four or six points? And they were, like, really easy looks, like, right at the basket, just bodying him. Like, hey, Loon, like, I've got at least 50 pounds on you, bro. Like, <laughs> like, <we're, laughs> like you're going to get some work. You're going to get this work tonight. For real. And, and Nurk ended up with 17 points, four rebounds, and three assists. But, you know, Kevon Looney... He put it together throughout the game and ended with 12 points and seven boards. And there were times where it looked like he was giving Nurk some fits. Yeah, well, Looney is is sneakily smart. He's a smart player. He's not incredibly incredibly like imposing physically. He's just in the right position at the right time. He's got a quick first jump, so he gets those rebounds real fast. But he doesn't do he doesn't overextend his responsibilities. I think that's that maybe why because if he gets a rebound like an offensive rebound he just kicks it out but if he has an opportunity to go up and like lay it up he will he doesn't make a lot of mistakes so mm-hmm. for sure and 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 he looked good man i i mean he he didn't look like the most amazing player on the court but he did look good he looked like a center um, yep yeah like he a did. starting center he did um not the best outing for damon cj no damon ended no. up with 16 points Six assists. CJ ended up with sixteen points, seven assists. We, I gotta say, we need a little more from those two guys in order to win. You can't if Dame's if Dame and CJ are held to under twenty points, we lose nine out of ten games. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I, if I'm just keeping it real, that's just what's gonna happen. You know, unfortunately, we lost Powell that game. He ended up with fifteen points, but. He leaves the game with a what ended up coming out as a uh, thigh, a right thigh contusion. Yeah, it it looked a lot worse. It like sure the did. Way I that mean, he thank was goodness reacting. it's not worse. Oh yeah, like I mean you 
you see him react in the fact that he could barely put any uh, weight on that leg. Like we saw it. Um, I, I can't remember the the game I was watching, but uh, old boy ended up coming down on his on his leg wrong and ended up tearing his ACL. Yeah. Dude, like, and I, that's, it looked exactly like that. It kind of reminded me of, like, you know, the way that he was, like, limping at the line and, like, draining down two free throws. I was like, dude, this is like when Kobe, like, tore his Achilles, you know, <laughs> like, just, yeah. like, limping around. I was like, this is not good. Like, we need Powell for the rest of this season. Like, he's a, he's definitely an important piece to this squad. Like, prayers up to him, man, because we're going to need him back. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the good thing is, it's nothing incredibly serious it's just a thigh contusion he'll right. probably be out for a couple of games yeah he'll be back he could probably he'll be rush right. himself back a little bit too because with those contusions like you could usually it's usually a pain thing it's not necessarily yeah. like a you're not gonna make the contusion worse in other words kind of yeah. depending where it is so we'll we'll see when when powell could get back to us yeah yeah thoughts and prayers for for powell um you know Let's all send him some good vibes. Yeah, Make sure, sure he comes back quickly. Um, one guy I want to talk about, though, hey. is Anthony <laughs> Simons. <laughs> Look, hey, I just want to I just want to lay out here to to the the busted bucket podcast listeners here. When Powell went out, Tim like hopped on the text real quick, like super fast, and he's like, "Hey, sucks that Powell went down, but." I bet you Ant's gonna have himself a game. I said, I said yeah. Ant's going nuclear. That, yep, that's true. You did, you did. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. And you know what he did? He ended up with 19 points, six boards, and, and two assists. But the man couldn't miss. No, he couldn't miss. No, he was. He was draining crazy. bucket after bucket. I'm trying to look up his uh, his shooting percentages here. You know, the the thing about Simons and that stretch of basketball is that he gave the Blazers hope in the fourth. Yeah. He got it close, and it looked like the Blazers were on a run to to capture the lead and and maybe finish out this game. I mean, really, for the entire game, that was the most exciting part of the game for me, was watching Ant try and scrape and claw his way the team's way back into this contest yeah i mean he shot 53.8 percent from the field 50 percent from three i mean he shot 10 threes and he made five of them and if you just think like if some of cj's or some of dame's shots go down like this game is gonna be a lot closer than it looked because it it didn't feel like a close game until maybe midway through that fourth quarter where it's like, oh, like we're we're getting in single digits here because they I, had this I game agree. pretty handled. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it was it was one of those games where it seemed like the Blazers just had no cohesion. Like there was no there were times, man, where it didn't seem like the Blazers were really running an offense. There were times where yeah. I, I have to give credit to the Warriors because the Warriors are a good team we cannot discredit that the Warriors are a good team they've got a lot of chemistry on their roster they've got guys that have been playing together for a long time now and I think there was a stretch of basketball where they ran the same motion like yeah. three times in a row 
and got Nurk stranded on an island. And the thing is, that happened the entire game. They right. figured something out where, look, if we just move the ball a couple of times here, we can bring the defenders out and get Nurk stranded on an island and send a cutter for an easy bucket. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are number two in defense, number sorry, number one on defense, number two on offense for a reason. And, you know, if you look at all the power rankings, they're number one. And they showed it to us this night. But it was a good, I think it was, it was good for the Blazers to see this. It was good for the Blazers to see, to sort of measure themselves up to where they need to be. And I wanted to actually ask you, like Dame and CJ both had poor shooting nights. Do you think it was mostly because they just wouldn't fall in the basket? Or do you think the Warriors did stuff to trouble their shots? You know, I think Dame and CJ both had moments where they had really good looks that just didn't drop. I mean, Dame, Dame especially, he had a lot of good looks that game and it just, they didn't fall. But I, I have to give credit where credit's due and say that the Warriors defense was on point. I, I think the Warriors played some pretty good defense and they held our two stars to 32 points total. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to come back or not even come back. It's just, it's hard to win a game when your two stars just don't, don't score. Because if you look at our roster, yeah, we've got some guys that can score. Unfortunately, Powell is one of those guys, and he ended up leaving the game. But, you know, for the most part, we don't have those ridiculous scores on the team like Dame and CJ. I mean, Ant excluded in the fourth there. But right, right. Like, that's not going to happen every night. It's just not. You know, Ant's still young. He's still putting it together. But, I mean, he looks good. But... I- it's, it's just hard when, when your you're two guys just don't, can't get it going. Another thing I actually wanted to ask you. <laughs> so, our, we're having a tough time figuring out the end of the bench. Like, mm-hmm. that that ninth man that's going to come in. And we're going to talk about Tony Snow right now. Yes, we are, dude. He only played <laughs> nine minutes this game, okay? In a game where Norman Powell goes out. And we give nine minutes, only nine minutes to Tony Snell, but he looked mm-hmm. absolutely lost. And Chauncey didn't decide to put in another person. Like he decided that this was going to be an eight-man playoff-like rotation. That makes me yeah. a little uncomfortable, especially when you have, you know, someone like Dame who is, you know, trying to come back from an injury. I don't think he's 100% healthy yet. But we trot out Tony Snell there. Do you feel like there's someone else that should be in Tony Snell's shoes? You know, Tony Snell is is interesting to me. Like, I, I think I said, um, I think I said at the beginning of this season when it was announced that Tony Snell was was coming to the roster, I didn't really know too much about Tony Snell. I never watched Tony Snell. Right? Yeah. I mean, you don't see Tony Snell jerseys on little kids and stuff. No. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. And it's it's interesting because, you know, having that last man... For a guy that's a net neutral guy, he doesn't really improve the team, but he doesn't really hurt the team. But he throws out a lot of donuts. 
yeah. for the squad. And it makes you wonder if it would benefit the Blazers more to throw in somebody that they can start to develop. Someone like Greg Brown. Yeah. Someone that can inject a lot of energy into the team. Um, I know he's a rookie. And rookies don't get a lot of playing time unless, you know, you're a top five pick or something. Right, right. You know, Greg Brown has shown flashes where it makes you think, like, this guy could eventually be a difference maker. And I'm not saying it's going to be this season. I'm not saying it's going to be next season because with most bigs, it takes three to four four years to, to really put it together and figure out who they are as a player and... Well, let me let that's me pitch an, that's this an interesting to you. question because I'm gonna say, especially in this game, I would have rather seen Greg Brown in there because it the Blazers just looked flat. There you go. I absolutely agree with what you just said, and I know I've said I've had crazy takes in the past, like I've said <laughs> Harry Giles is amazing. Look at this guy, like giving into the <laughs> hype. You know what I mean? But if you're gonna play a dude nine minutes we're getting rip city hype right now by the way because like all of rip city loves greg brand right we're not the only. how could you not we're not the only ones here but if you're gonna (laughs) give a player just nine minutes like it's not a lot of run Mm -hmm. and tony snell isn't someone that's gonna come off the bench that's gonna hype up your squad he's not going to have those energy plays you know like you said he's a very net neutral guy like Basically, he's going to be a dude that goes in there and isn't going to mess up too bad. Like, you're just hoping he right. doesn't mess it up too bad. Right. He's kind of like a he's a filler, right? right? You throw him out there because you don't really have any other options. But, Chauncey, I think you've got some options. I think you throw out Greg Brown, and it injects so much energy into this squad. We saw it the last time he played, man. Ooh. He yeah. got he got he got a ridiculous dunk off a steal. I can't believe we didn't even talk about that. But yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, at least we're bringing it up right now, dude. Between the legs on a break, amazing in game, in a real like season game. I know he did that in um, what was it? Garbage time. Was it summer league? He did it in summer league. Oh, oh, you're talking about that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he did it in summer league, but like. I would like to see us develop a young gun like Greg Brown because we're already doing it sort of with Ant and we're already Mm -hmm. doing it with Little, but they've been in games already, you know? Right, and they have some seasons under their belt. You know, the thing is, we don't even know what we have in Greg Brown yet. That's true. That's true. Chauncey's probably sees stuff behind the scenes that we don't see and we just see all the highlights and we're like, get this guy in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what I didn't like about this game was that Dame played until the final whistle. Yeah, he had like, what, 38, 39 minutes? It it seemed like the game was out of reach with maybe three or four or two or three minutes left in the game. Why don't you just pull him? Yeah. You know, why risk injury? You've already lost Powell. You got to pull Dame out. Get CJ out. Put in Greg Brown. Yeah. See what happens. Give him a little bit of run. Maybe you find, you know, a diamond in the rough here where he's a guy that maybe comes in and, instead of Tony Snell. You know, Tony Snell is decent defensively. Not really sure. I mean, we've seen good defensive moments from Greg Brown, but 
you know, it would be nice to see him get a little, uh, a little bit of an extended stretch of run where you can really see him try to put things together because really we've seen him a couple minutes here and there, but you know, it would be nice to see Greg Brown get like five to seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, nine minutes isn't much. No. <laughs> to be honest. No. <laughs> that Tony and Snell's he's... getting. And there's going to be minutes to, to give a round with Norm out for however long he is. So... Absolutely. And I have to say I'm excited. I wanted to mention this yeah. to you. Unfortunately, we don't have Eric on the, on the pod today. But Nasir Little better be in that starting five. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. I want to yeah. see Nasir Little in the starting five because there are times where the starting five just don't have the energy to, to start the game that they should. And Nasir Little is that guy that can make it happen. Yeah, set the tone. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely. absolutely. Set the tone. Do that dirty work. Out hustle everybody on the court. Make plays happen. And I... I'm telling you, I am really excited to see if Nasir Little starts in place of Norman Powell. I think he will. Of course, I can see Larry Nance getting the nod, though. Nance and swinging Rocco to the three. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's that's possible. But I think the I think Chauncey's gonna agree with you. I think he's gonna he's gonna slide Little in there because I think didn't Norm miss some time earlier this season? I want to say that he did, and Nasir Little, Nasir Little was the one that started at the three. I could be wrong. I wish we had no, Blazer no, Ben here. No, I think I think you're. I know for real. I miss Blazer Ben <laughs> for real. Shout out. No, no, I I think you're right. Uh, I I can't recall at the moment, but I it, that rings a bell. Um, look, I think the next the next game is on Monday against the Jazz. I'm going to be really curious to see if Little starts. I'm going to be really excited when I see him on the court. It's hard not to get excited with this guy. But, Ro, I want to thank you for joining the show today. Yeah, brother, of course. That is what we've got for you, Rip City. Big shout-out to my co-host, Rosa Panta, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, our Twitter followers, and our bucket busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at Busted Bucket with your comments and questions because we love building the community with you all. Check out our website, BustedBucketPod.com. And don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.